deeper. Come on, are you with me? We serve a talking God. I believe the Lord sent me with a word in my spirit tonight to provoke wealth out of your life. People who didn't open their mouth, you don't want wealth? Send it back to me. All for Pastor Chetan, Prophet Chetan. Let it come. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Because my word should not bounce off of you. Don't be non-stick to the word of God. Was that a good one? It was deep. It was deep. Don't be a non-stick to the word of God. Become a pickle in the presence of God. Absorb it. Soak it in. Soak it in. That when you go out anywhere, it's not just the word, it's God's spirit that should ooze out of you. Okay? So, um, listen, I told you last week, you're ready for this revelation? The moment you get this, I'm telling you, I'm coming from another dimension with this word, okay? I will communicate very simply, but you should not take it simply. You should make your spirit man work. Spirit man work. Okay? You should make it. I told you last week, through the revelation of the Spirit, that God made Eden. He made, in Eden, he made a garden, and then he put man in the garden. All right? And he said everything that man needed was there. Right? right? Yes. Now, I want you to notice what makes us different than the rest is what we do know, not know about, not just know, but do know. In any point of time, he's going to still be there. He's going to still show up. That's the kind of God we serve. Come on now. Amen. Hallelujah. Say something. Okay. How God created, I was redefining the creation, right? And it was very surprising. I've been surprising myself off late because of the way the Holy Spirit has been surprising me through the Word of God, okay? You can go read Genesis chapter 1 in your own time at home. What Noah tapped into was the mannerism of God. God gave him something. And because God gave him something, God, Noah gave it back to God. And God smelled that sacrifice. I told you what happened, right? Yeah. Noah's understanding created him to unlock God. One more time. Noah's understanding caused him to unlock God differently than how he interacted with the rest. Does it make sense? So Noah's understanding of God made, made God work towards Noah or God was a different kind of God towards Noah than the rest. Can you make peace with this? Or it's very hard. It's welcome to rock the boat ministries. He will say, your theology for last week, it will be challenged this week because we are not a religious church. We are a flowing ministry. So, 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 So what I'm saying is, Noah unlocked God to become a different God towards him. Hey, it's deep, very, very deep what I said. Because of the way he carried himself with God, he made God unlock God in a different way, right? It was his understanding of God that shifted the God realm for him in a different way. One more time. 
His understanding of God in a different dimension caused God to interact with Noah in a different dimension. So all of you here, the same scriptures, ready for this? 15 minutes, we'll take off, okay? Rocket boosters on, put on your seatbelts. The same scriptures in the Bible will work differently for different people than for you. That was a nice one. Because you have tapped into a different spirit between in the same word. Hey, hey, come on now. It will be the same scripture to another church. But to this stream, the same scripture will be a new God dimension. Amen. 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 So that means you can provoke the God whom you have known since your childhood to be a different God to you from this night onwards in the area of wealth. Ready for it? What? Read this scripture. This is going to, I'm going to show you what I got as a revelation. Very precious to me. I'm being very generous. I'm sharing this to you all. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. You read that? So who made grass? Read. Read. So did God make grass or the earth made grass? Come on. Comma. (laughs) There's more. The herb yielding seed. The herbs that you eat. Salad. How many people eat salad here? Good. God made it or the earth made it? Come on, I'm just joking with you. Is it good to have fun in the house of God? And the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind. Mm -hmm. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was... So, you with me? So the earth produced grass, seed and everything, right? So the earth, so God interacted with earth as if it was a living personality. Take it in for a second. God created everything else in a different way. He said, um, if you read the previous scriptures, he, sp- he spoke everything to be. But when it came to earth, he spoke to the earth to do certain things. He said, let the light be. And then he said, light and darkness, I separate you. He acted in different ways, even in the way. I wish we could project all the previous scriptures, but... So, the way God first functioned was he he began, even in creation, he was functioning in different levels of creation. Okay? But whatever he created was carrying his DNA. Like the creator, what he created also had the capacity to create. You're with me or not? So even the earth he made had power of creation in it. Your vows will go higher now. 
with my next sentence. But that creation to create still needed a voice to be spoken. Hey, you're, now your vows went down. God created earth. But then he had to speak to his creation called earth to recreate. That is why a child of God needs a prophetic voice of God in their life. Because you are a creation. But for you to recreate something, there should be another voice over your life that speaks to you. You might, the earth could have just stayed like earth without grass. But God had to come and say, and God said, let earth bring forth. There has to be a word spoken over your life to bring forth what is hidden inside of you. That is why I'm coming with a confidence today that I can create wealth by just speaking into you tonight. Whoever wants to receive, you will receive. Whoever doesn't want, I take it back. Okay? Because God spoke to the earth and said, reproduce what I put inside of your DNA. I'm not done with this message, okay? And then go, go to the next scripture. So God was relating to what he created like a person. That's why when he made Adam, he told Adam, I want to give you a job. And God, when God made Adam and Eve, God said, I'm putting you in a garden. I'm putting you in a setup. And that is, I think, in, in another scripture. I gave you the scripture. It's in, uh, in chapter 2, 8 or 13, something, right? You know. Uh, um, yeah, look at this. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to what? And to keep it. Help me to understand. What is Adam going to dress the garden with? He's going to cover it with new things? The first thing we think is, He's going to be a good gardener, chopping off things and everything. No. That is our limited thinking. God told Adam, I've given you something that is living. I'm giving you something which is an explosion in itself. It has gold underneath. It has rivers underneath, it has jewels underneath, it has every kind of living organism in it, it has plants, trees, everything. And God was like, now you recreate with it. You're not getting it, you're slowing down now. So God was putting Adam to create God's creation into a next creation. To dress it and to keep it. Now go back to the other scripture, the previous one. Um, You know, I'm, I'm kind of rushing through now. Watch this. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Replenish what? Every time these scriptures have been quoted in the church context, the moment people say replenish, multiply, you're all thinking about marriage, kids. Come on now. That's half-baked reality. Basically, God was saying, and replenish the earth and subdue it. Why should earth be subdued? What is there for man to subdue on earth? 
If he's just creating kids and children, what is are we talking about subduing it? Right? Is he subduing the wild animals only? The earth is a created thing. It has a capacity to listen to the voice of man and behave what he commands it to behave like. Wow. You're with me? Yes. There's a scripture in Romans. It says, even the earth itself is waiting. Yes. What dead thing will wait? <laughs> so that means right now where I'm standing, this ground underneath me has a memory of its own. Whoa. It has a life of its own. It has a living, it's like a living organ, you know, organization, it's a living being. Yeah. So when I come here, before I come here, if I command something in the spirit, even the vibrations in this room will be different because it is being commanded by my voice. Wow. Yeah. So I'm taking you somewhere. This might be a little too much for everybody, but subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea or the fall of the air. These are all the things that were outside of the earth boundary too, right? Yeah. Go back to the previous scripture now. Subdue it and have dominion. Before you need to have dominion on something, you need to subdue it. Wow. Without subduing, you cannot have dominion. Wow. So do you know, the, the previous scripture is here? No, the, the, the other one, the first one, uh, 1, 11 to 12, yeah. So when God spoke to his creation to recreate. He was asking it to behave in a certain way towards him. Now your life, okay? Now this wood, piece of wood here, who made this? You will say one furniture company's name. Huh? She gave me the right answer. She said the earth made it. Wow. Perspective shifted already. Now the earth was made by God. We know that. So meaning, this piece of wood, in the memory of its memory, to the atoms, to the cell of its being, is connected to a tree where it was chopped off from. Correct? Yes. And that tree was rooted in some earth, some ground, somewhere. It has a memory from there. And that earth, in the genesis of its creation, was created because God spoke over it. That means, I'm just trying to be fast and finish it soon. We're already six or six here. Everything that you see around you has a memory of God in it. Even the gold... The water you drink, everything around you has a memory of its creator's creation in it. That is why the Bible says, even the atoms are held together because of the Lord Jesus. You know, you know the scripture, right? The very atoms of every being is held together by him. How? By the voice of God. That means... This has taken a new form now. It's become a table and it is serving us right now. But in the genesis of its memory, it has all the way tracked down 
to the DNA of its trees, tree, the seed, seed, seed. It has the creator's voice in it. Now, what did God do? God spoke to his creation to recreate. That means everything around you has the capacity to hear God. Is this clear now? Right? That is why Jesus came and he said, if you have faith, you'll speak to the mountain and the mountain will move. Is mountain a living thing to move? Now we are like, you don't answer this question. <laughs> but what he was saying is, when you speak, even the mountain which does not have ears will begin to hear. When you speak through your creator. Now the economy of the world. Huh? Money has a spirit. Money, the spirit of money. Money is a, money has a spirit. You're all very quiet. Wealth, money has a spirit. Okay? It will only gravitate towards a certain kind of spirit. Why the Bible says, <laughs> you ready? The Bible says, God gives seed to the sower. One more time. <laughs> the spirit of money, I'm about to decode that. The spirit of money, where does money flow? God gives seed to the sower. That means for money to come to you, there is a change in your DNA that's required. You got to be a sower like God. Whom did God ask to sow? Adam. Ooh. No, no, you didn't get it. Adam was given the garden. He was a natural sower and everything. He was a keeper, dresser, keeper. So God said to Adam, I will give you the seed if you are going to sow. Sowing is a part of your spiritual man. God gives, <laughs> let's, let's read that. God gives seed to the People are saying, if, if I get seeds, then I will sow. Money will not come to you like that. Money will run away from you. Because you are doing the opposite. <laughs> you are with me? God gives seed to the sower. If you are not a sower, the seed has to not come to you. It has to run away from you. I know, the moment we talk about these things, you're thinking, it's, it's like, I'm asking. No, I'm not asking for your offering. You are, I want to teach you to not to sow to me or to the church, but I want to teach you to sow to your own life. No, you didn't get it. People think they are sowing to God. Where, what, you're going to give $100 to me or $100 to a church outside on the other street? Are they going to take that $100 and give it to God in heaven? Talk to me. Come on, talk to me. No. <laughs> but when you do that, you're activating a principle. You're finding a ground which has a tag name of God. And when you sow 
and you're making that ministry or that church or that person your soil. Even though it's not a soil, soil. But when you provoke that principle of sowing, you're actually sowing to your own life. You're with me? You're with me? So God gives seed to the sower. That means the seed in any fashion, money or whatever it is, comes to the one who's ready to let go. Abraham was ready to let go of his son. And God said, now we are, we are ready to let go of your son. You have to become the father of the nations. Wow. The dimension in which you let go is the dimension in which you receive. Wow. So there is a spirit behind everything. So even the earth that you're walking and roaming around has a memory of its maker. So you know you can even talk to your finances. Because, because when God made this, God said to the earth, bring forth grass. So you provoke a principle and you speak to it. You know the jobs that are running away from you? You're doing everything in the natural. But have you tried to do it spiritually? First get it. You, do you know you can talk to a job position which is not even yours in the natural before it is yours? You can call forth for a company. You can call forth for a job. You can call forth for an appointment. You can call forth for a paperwork. You can call forth for anything and everything. Because everything, I want to redefine this, not only money, everything in this world has ears to hear because it's part of earth. I don't know if you're getting this. God planted the garden of Eden for man and, uh, and God planted man in it. Now man had to, you know, um, you know what, it's okay, Jess, it's okay. So man had to function with the garden. In fact, he had to even speak to the snake. <laughs> now I'm going to rock your boat love everywhere. They... God did not say, don't talk to the snake. Yes, he had a conversation. You know, it was Eve who had the conversation. But he had to take a responsibility and speak back to the snake what God had told him. You're not with me. If you're not with me, we'll close the service. The th thing is, yes, the lies came. But what are you doing when the lies come? You got to speak the truth back. Because whatever came to you is also listening to you. You got to speak back to what comes to you. Yes. So yes, Eve spoke, received some lies, and she was about to do something. But what if Adam had stepped up and said, don't do it, I want to talk back to it. And if Adam had stepped up and said, I do know this God who made me. Yes. I don't need you, nor I need your fruit. Yes. I'm content in who I am. Yes. And I don't have to be my, like my God. So if he had spoken back, there would have been a different outcome. Wow. So why did God let Adam live in a garden where the snake's presence could come in? God wanted Adam to function like him. Yes. God trained him by speaking to the fish. To the, he, you know, the other day my son was asking, who named all this? I said, you know, the Bible says, Adam went and said, dog is dog, lion is lion. Yes. He named all of them. And God said, let it be like that. Let it function like that. 
You know what Adam spoke over them is how it functioned. Now tell me. Don't go throw your Bibles out, but you have to read the Bible through the spirit. So did not Adam name a serpent? You, you, you are all just thinking. So that means all the animals, the wild animals, everything Adam went and called names. And it, serpent is also an animal, right? Yes. And it came in the garden, right? Yes. That means he had dominion over it. That is what I'm getting into. He had dominion over it. But you know what he did? I'm going to finish soon. But he listened to the one whom he had dominion over. He did not subdue it and have dominion over. He subjected under it and heard what it spoke. No, 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 no. I'm trying my best to help, help you. So God had given him power to subdue and to have dominion over this thing. And he had already done to a great extent calling names to everything. But Eve went, instead of subduing it and speaking over it, when it spoke to her, she did, she did, she, she was supposed to be like this. But she became same. And then she stooped down. Listen to me. Don't lose me now. We're going to finish soon. She stooped down. And instead of being here over it, through the voice of God spoken over her, she first lowered her guard, came to this dimension, now went under. And the snake suggested, serpent suggested certain things. Now what was happening? The serpent was subduing her. And had dominion over her. And caused her to do something which God didn't like. And took from her what belonged to her. Right? But Adam actually had subdued and had dominion. Because he named all the wild beasts. So basically he was supposed to enter the same scene. And he was supposed to function in the image and the likeness of God. And he was supposed to tell that thing which is misbehaving towards him. Wow. You don't lose me now. Which was part of his life in his garden, which was misbehaving towards him and his family. He did not subdue it again and put it back into his place through dominion, but he let it rule over him. How? What she did, he also did, took and ate the apple. Correct? You're with me? Please talk back. Come on, come on, come on. I want to talk back to me. But the moment you choose to subdue and to have dominion, Everything around you will have to re-listen to you. Wow. You're telling money is not coming to me. If money has a spirit, if the earth that we live on has a spirit, that God said, bring forth grass and what he created, recreated. Money has a spirit behind it. You are sitting. Ah, shaka bayanto robo. You want the spirit of money to make an agreement with you. But what you nearly need to do is not have an agreement with the spirit of money. You need to have dominion over the spirit of money. You need to subdue that spirit of money and have dominion over it. Not wait for it to come to you. You have to command. You are, no, no, you're too quiet. You know, you have to command wealth to come to you. I'm teaching you something which is not available anywhere else online. I know. If you believe you're part of this stream for a reason, God has brought you into this revival stream. You need to learn to revive your finances. 
You don't wait and beg for money to come. You got to command it to come. For that, your spirit has to be in a capacity to subdue it and to have dominion over it. Yeah. In that sense, you are not going to be attached to it. But right now, Christians are so attached to money, they're not even ready to sow. <laughs> they don't want anything to part from their life because they're so attached to it. They think money is like God. But the moment you change your theology, change your worldly thinking that money will never come to you. Oh, if I lose my saving of $10, I don't know how I can save it back. If that's the way you're thinking, you know who's ruling who? You make the connection. Money is ruling over you. But the moment you realize that like Adam, God created you to subdue and have dominion over the whole earth. Money is part of earth's dimension. Get it, get it. Man created money. First it was gold, then it was oil, then they all put it back together and said, we will rechange it. Creation to creation to creation, then they made it paper money. It is also part of creation. It has to still obey you. But there is a spirit behind it. That spirit is ruling. The spirit of mammon is ruling on earth. But the day you decide, I want to subdue it and have dominion over it, God will infuse a different kind of spirit in you. His kind of spirit. It's a spirit of generosity, a spirit of letting go. And then it begins to bring a new principle. The seed comes to the sower. You become a sower. You become generous and something happens to you. You are detached from money. Then watch. Then watch. Then watch. And tell me if your bank accounts will be the same after this day. Because then you are not attached to what your saving is. You're not what, attached to what is happening with your bank account. You begin to live detached. You Something shifts in your spirit. Your spirit begins to dominate the spirit of money. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Then money will become your magnet. Money will come follow you. The wealth of the wicked will begin to get transferred to you. Through different facets of life. You don't even know how it's happening. It will begin to happen. Something shifts. You know what? You subdued the spirit of money. I decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus. Let his nearness Chicago learn to subdue and have dominion over the spirit of money. In the mighty name of Jesus. Learn the art of building altars. Learn the art of provoking God's favor. Provoking God's mercy. Come on, pray in the spirit. This is how you subdue it. This is how you take dominion over it. To have dominion and to subdue, it should not subdue you first. Amen. It should have, not have dominion over you. Yes. You know some people, can I, can, I, can I talk freely for a minute? Yes. Somebody made a loss, something, somebody cheated you. You are never able to let go of that hurt. Mm-hmm. What happened? In the process, that spirit of money became a bondage over your life. Okay. Oof. Hey, it sounds like a curse. Somebody cheated you, somebody took money from you, somebody treated you bad and did something with your hard-earned money. And then you're like, oh, what? look what happened to that, that money. And now that you're holding on to this money as if like it's God. And what happened is, it's the money that's holding on to you now. And the money has subdued you and it has dominion over you. Same thing. In every area of your life, this principle works. But you need to begin to let go. Become a sower. Seed comes to a sower. That principle of letting go. 
When Abraham let go, God made him the father of nations. That letting go will bring in God dimension. So when you enter like that and you say, I don't care about this loss, let it be, let it go. All of a sudden, you're breaking off that hold of that spirit of mammon to suppress you. Now you're rising up as a superior spirit. Now you have the power to subdue and have dominion. Now when you call it forth, it'll have to listen to you. And when you call it forth, how does it come? Sudden jobs, sudden people contacts, suddenly people are coming to you. That is the way it works because it's part of the earth dimension. The earth begins to recreate and reprovide for you. Come on now. Wow, this is a good word. This is a good word. This is a good word. Don't wait for a lottery. Create your lottery. One, one, two, three. Don't wait for your lottery ticket. Create your lottery ticket by arresting the spirit of that's behind that money. Why is money not coming? There is certain principles you have followed for the money to run away from you. There are certain principles people follow that they have to stay broke. But when they do differently, even the, the brokenness of that broken, broken or breaking, we'll have to say, now I can't do this because there's a God spirit on it. Come on, pray in the spirit. We are almost done. So everything in your life, everything that's around your environment. Okay, now we are going to close with this. Another minute. Everything around your environment has the capacity to listen to you. It also has capacity to speak to you. (laughs) That is a good one. The question is, who is subduing who? Who's having dominion over you? In your environment, I want you to be the ones who have dominion. Ones who subdue it. With tonight's word, I see a vision. Some of you, even here, you're going back home and you're taking back dominion. Not just money, everything. You're taking back dominion. You're going to go back to your home and say, my house shall serve the Lord. You're stamping your foot on the ground and say, this is holy unto the Lord. You're commanding the foundations and everything. In this house, it's the the home of the angels. It's the home of the Holy Ghost. You're refurnishing with the fire. Ah, You're refurnishing your atmosphere with the fire of God. You're like, I detach everything and I come to subdue and take dominion. You're going to say, ah, spirit of discouragement, you're not having any more dominion over me. I subdue you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, pray in the spirit. We are going to close right now. So may my God bring you up. May the Lord prune you to become a better spirit. May my God prune you to become a preeminent spirit. To subdue and to have dominion in the mighty name of Jesus. You have the grace. Receive it right now. Clap your hands and receive it like never before. All of you. Come on, clap your hands and receive it. Lord, I command peace. I command peace. 